This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday, November 27th. And, uh, you know, as I told you before, it's my favorite holiday starting tomorrow. I love turkey. I usually don't, it's amazing. I only really have turkey dinner once a year. And we, I mean, I really like it, but I don't, we only get it once a year. I, and I also, part of it is I like the leftovers, you know, for the next few days. So I like that all that with eating it in front of football and stuff. And I just like the holiday. I think it's a really good holiday thing. Give thanks for everything you got. You know, everybody... You know, everybody wants more stuff or can bemoan what they don't have. But Thanksgiving is the day you think you be thankful for what you do have, and we have quite a bit. You know, we should really be thankful. We really do. Anyways, that's tomorrow. I uh, can't look. I'm looking forward to it. And you do realize that tomorrow is the Thanksgiving weekend is the busiest travel weekend of the year. Uh, the busiest ever Thanksgiving weekend was 2005, but they say that this year is going to be the second busiest traveling weekend. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Second biggest. 2005 was the biggest. So as you know, we had a bunch of economic numbers out today we're going to talk about. Lots of news coming out. I don't know how much it was driving the market, but I think it was kind of uh, wasn't certainly wasn't downbeat. There was nothing negative really. It wasn't great news. There was good news, but nothing great. But the market did push up a little bit, so that's good. So we got to keep an eye on all the economic news that's out there, everybody. I think the biggest thing that we really want to keep an eye on is the trade agreement. That's the biggest thing. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. Now, so I hope you'll call me as well. You know, you drive the show. You take it in the direction you want to by the calls that you, you make. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about stocks? We'll talk about stocks. I do try to, you know, expand it a little bit, just not talking about that stock, but, you know, characteristics of that stock that you should look for, either good or bad. You know, uh, trying to make it more interesting for more people, not just the person asking about the stock. But you can talk about stocks. We can talk about anything financial. Anything, and it's always with the with with our mindset on the goal of financial freedom. You know, the have the freedom. You know how nice it is not to worry about money. It really is a good feeling. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up poor, so I know what it's like. You know, I mean, I do know exactly what it's like to be poor. So don't think um, I don't understand. You know, the working person. I worked years just making a living, you know, trying to make ends meet. I know what it's like. And to not have to worry about money and get to that financial freedom goal is very, very important. It is a big weight off your shoulder. It won't make you happy because if you're already an unhappy person, having money will only make you a wealthy, unhappy person. That's all. But it will relieve that one burden making money, which is a big burden. So anyway, today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get to that financial freedom goal, at least get you on the right path. And to do that, you get a call. So my anytime listener line number, and we're live right now, is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. 
Okay? So we know that Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and Christmas will soon follow. So, and I have scheduled, and I've already filled, my December 5th portfolio consultation trip to San Jose, which surprised me. I didn't think, I, I really felt that uh, I would be canceling that trip because there wouldn't be any interest because of the holidays, but apparently there is. But, you know, that doesn't mean that someone won't cancel. So if you're still interested in meeting with me, just let me know. Um, you know, and, and if there's a cancellation, we'll give you a call. Okay, so please, we'll have what is called an interest list of people who really want to meet with me. And I will, if there's enough on that list, I will, I'll be there in January. I will call you first. So don't hesitate to do that. Okay, and remember, these are no-cost consultations. We talk about your financial life. I talk about KPP Financial, see if we can help you in managing your assets anyway. But I'm, you know, I'm not a pusher. I'm, you know, we, we can just talk about where you want to go. So, but, you know, these are very beneficial meetings for people, I think. Set you on the right path. Okay? If you want to meet with me, just go to KPP Financial or investtalk.com. Click on, um, you know, or call, you know, click on send me an email. Or call our KPP offices at Irvine, California. You can do that, too. My main talking point today Concerns a particular story, activists are building a grassroots alliance against Amazon. A coalition, a coalition named Athena is working to confront Amazon on issues like digital surveillance, antitrust concerns, and working conditions in warehouses. So will this have an effect on Amazon policy? I'll look through that situation. We'll talk about it. I've got some other interesting uh, uh, talking points we need to discuss. How about uh, lots of statistics? A ton of statistics were rolled out today, probably because there's not going to be anything out Thursday, Friday, so they pushed it all out today. So we're going to talk about some of those statistics. I want to talk about small caps that finally broke out. What does that mean? We're going to talk about that. And finally, you know people are withdrawing from their retirement accounts. I need to to set you straight on not doing that. We'll discuss that too. 888-99-CHARGE is our number. I want to talk to you. I want your questions. The market was up today. Dow was up 42 points. The NASDAQ was up 57. And the S&P was up 13. I think the Dow was up only 42 because it wasn't like Deer had earnings. What's really amazing, Deer had better earnings than their best estimate. But they said it, the the future is going to be tougher, and that's why the stock went down. And the deer is a part of the Dow 30, and that kind of pulled down the Dow 30. Interesting though, they had the best not earnings, much better than everybody expected. The best estimate, they beat that. Hmm. Anyways, I thought that was something that we should talk about. You know the ground rules. Financial or investment questions are welcome. No, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about marriage or any of that stuff. But we talk about anything financial. So let's get straight to a caller. This call came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Good morning. This is Khalil from Brooklyn. I uh, just had a, a general question. With the way that a lot of these companies are overvalued right now and, and everyone's just throwing their money into the market, is there ever an okay time to invest in a company that's not making profit? Like, is, is it ever okay to wait if you, you think that they're going to soon make a profit? Is it ever okay to? 
invest in a company that's not making a profit yet? Thank you, and looking forward to the answer. The answer is yes. It is okay, but it's rare. So I, I don't want to discourage people to try to find those gyms you know, in the rough that are not making money. But there's other things besides profits that have to be doing very well. Very well, Sales have to be accelerating. Uh, there has to be a point where they will make profit. It's clearly, clearly in the future. Um, that has to be minimal. There's certain things you need to look for. Um, you know, uh, as to whether or not you if a company does not turn a profit someday, it will go out of business. So you got to have the prospects that it will. Now, those are the kinds of stocks that are not your core holdings in your portfolio. Those are the one or two stocks that you have that you're rolling the dice on, the ones you're taking a risk on, and not only taking a risk with a small amount of your portfolio. Not a dominant portfolio. If you do, then you're, what you're doing is you're not managing the risk. You're not understanding how to grow a portfolio. You're just rolling the dice trying to hit home runs. And I, I would even say this. You're rolling the dice trying to hit grand slams all the time. And they're rare. They're rare. So stick basically with companies that make money. Stick with companies that make money and were going to make money and got beat up for some reason that is temporary. I like that. you know. Or just be patient. Wait till they pull back. People are, you can be patient. It's okay. This is Invest Talk, streaming live Monday through Friday on the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available for a free download as a condensed podcast. You can browse by topic at investtalk.com, and you can also download, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, any of those websites. You know, so you can go to investtalk.com and download it right from there directly. You know. And now I'm taking your financial investment questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Stephen Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Stephen Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. So, guys, what do you guys want to talk about here this uh, eve of Thanksgiving? I can't talk about turkeys. I don't want to talk about that. We can't talk about the market, talk about investing, talk about economics, those things. And let's talk about some some um, benchmark stats. So oil price at $58 a barrel, pretty much the same oil yesterday. So we know what that means. Um, crude oil inventory has increased to $1.5 72 million, one and a half million barrels in storage. So less oil is being used, which probably means the economy is slowing, or at least we are using less oil. I know for a fact, for a number of years, we've been using less and less and less gasoline. And that is going to continue. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I said, do you realize as the electric car industry continues to grow pretty pretty fast, right? Still a very small, tiny part of the whole auto industry, but it's growing pretty fast. Do you realize that they're going to use a lot more electricity? We all know that. But one thing probably a lot of people are not paying attention to is, you know, our taxes, gasoline taxes, paid for a lot of road repairs and upkeep on the roads. And those electric cars aren't paying any of that. 
None. They're, they're wearing out the road just as much as a regular car. What happens when you have those electric semi-trucks that you know, are very rough on the roads? They're going to pay any money, gasoline tax to fix the roads? Hmm. Someone's got to look into that. we got to change that somehow. Something's got to be done. Two-year treasury is 1.61%. 10-year treasury, 1.75%. Still a very good, you know, we're still in a proper uh, spread, of, of a yield spread there. Gold at 14.61 per ounce, pretty much the same as it was yesterday. So not a lot of movement because you realize there's not a lot of traders. You know, they're, they're gone. Friday, they're going to be gone too. It's, it's not going to be a lot of activity there, a lot less volume. Now, here's a related economic projection. Holiday sales are expected to reach or surpass $1 trillion. Of course, online sales are growing rapidly and have been for a number of years. But try to keep in mind that this year is a much shorter selling season. But, you know, six days less. Six days less between, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's going to have an impact on, on sales, obviously. So, I don't know how big of an impact. It, it, no one really knows. But I know it has to. you got six days less. It's simple as that. That means less. 888-99-CHART, everybody. 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, we'll have a special pre-recorded show. So, over the holiday, if you choose, you can listen to our Best of Caller Question program. And we have two new uh, shows assembled, so one for tomorrow and the second one for Friday. That means I get a four-day weekend. Four-day weekend for me. Yay! <laughs> Download and listen at investtalk.com, everybody. Investtalk.com with two Ts, no space. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-99 chart. We're going to talk to Ray in San Francisco. Wants to talk about Teva Pharmaceuticals. How are you doing, Ray? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I picked up a few uh, shares about uh, three months ago. So uh -huh. I was wondering, what do you think about the future of the Teva? You know, that's actually a good place to buy it three months ago. Uh, it bottomed about three months ago, and then it bottomed in October again. Then from about the middle of October, it started to rise. And now yeah. uh, it's at $10.45, right near the 200-day moving average. And they had that news yesterday. Did you hear that news yesterday uh, on Tiva, Ray? No, actually, I missed it. Uh, it was not specifically. Uh, it wasn't specifically on Tiva. It was about all opioid opioid makers, and it said that uh, uh -huh. the government's looking into to see if there was any laws broken about overproduction of opioids. So that kind of put a dent on it yesterday, and all the other companies that made that. But that's that's neither here nor there. I think if Tiva survives, it's going to going at least into the twenties. Okay, at the least. 
That means it's going to double from That's here. That's what I was And hoping. I think, yeah, I think they will survive. I, I do. They're they're eleven billion dollar company. You know, of course, their sales have been falling, and you know they've got the bad news. But they're going to make two dollars and forty-five cents, and it's not like they're losing money. They're going to make two dollars and forty-five cents, and it's a ten-dollar stock. So, I mean, if you give it just a ten PE, which is pretty minimal, you're looking at a twenty-three-dollar stock. So, I think it's going to the low twenties at the very least. The only big if is that you know, are they going to get sued to oblivion? Right? I mean, that's the issue, but. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff was settled in the settlement, which, which TiVo was part of, not all of it, but some, much of it. So I think our odds are that, I think our odds have gone up that they're going to survive. So I do think that it's a good buy. Thanks, Raya. Good luck with it. Okay, let's talk to uh, Rogit in Kansas City. How are you doing, Rogit? Hey, good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Uh, I got a quick question on uh, stock CVS. Um, mm -hmm. I've got this um, for long, uh, for more than a year, and then looks like it picked up uh, pretty good uh, since few months. Yeah. Uh, do you think it still has room to go up, or uh, what do you think about this, like fundamentally and technically? Okay. Okay. See, on a technical basis, it's broken out, so it. You know, it's on a run, so you kind of keep stay with it while it's running. CVS Health Corp, everybody, uh, operates almost 10,000 pharmaceutical drugstores in 49 states, Puerto Rico, Brazil. Um, I think it still has more to go. We happen to own CVS in uh, one of our stock-managed accounts. Uh, they're going to make $7.03 this year, then $7.13 next year. Sales growth is pretty strong. Uh, in the last few quarters, it's been in mid-30s. So that's good. And, it, you know, it's a $75 stock, and it'll make $7.13. So, you know, what is it, 11 PE? Not even, 10.5 PE? And I think that means uh, it's got room to grow. I think it still does have room to grow. So if you own it, I'd keep it. It pays a 2.7% dividend. I mean, it was as low as $52, and it hung around that $52 range from March of last year to about June or so, July this year, and then started slowly moving up. And here it is at seventy-five dollars. So I'd stay with it. I, I'm, it's still good part, a good bargain, and it's broken out. There's absolutely no reason to get out. Appreciate the call. Thank you, uh, CVS, everybody. Okay, our main talking point today is about activists are building grassroots alliance against Amazon. Now. The government, the government is also attacking Amazon and other big tech companies. So they're gonna, and I don't think that's gonna disappear. Amazon is particularly, you know, um, Facebook and Amazon have been in the high the, the, their their sites for some time. One of the reasons is because Amazon is so huge. It's getting, but all these big tech, they're so big. Okay, Amazon, for instance, is going to hire more people this year, I think like 90,000 people this year, than work at Google. They're going to hire that many more people this year. So that gives you a scale of how big they are. And it's a big conglomerate. You know, we don't do well. There's Our economy, a free, a free economic system doesn't do well when it's controlled by big companies that 
uh, don't have competition. We need competition. And Amazon is getting into every facet of the economy, right? Amazon, and you know that, right? We all know that. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy. So uh, this grassroots alliance, uh, I'm okay with it. There's things that I don't believe in what, in much of what they're doing. I really don't. But I do think it's a, a good idea to, you know, maybe break up Amazon. That's not what I'm thinking. According to AAA, the Thanksgiving holiday travel window is defined as a five-day period as we go into break. Here's my Thanksgiving trivia question. In the U.S., how many people in total are expected to travel over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend? And what are the top tip travel destinations? So how many people? Cars, autos, planes, how many? I'll give you the answer right when we come back after this break. Overall, I feel pretty good about our investment decisions. But there are times I wonder if our current 401k plan could be doing better. I mean, which funds are the right funds for me? For us. You're listening to someone who could benefit from KPP Financial's active 401k program. I can't spend all my time following the market, and I'm sure it would certainly be a big help to receive advice based on real data from unbiased advisors. The active 401k program features math-based models to guide you in and out of the various investment options in your plan. KPP monitors and advises. You take action with the active 401k program. KPP clients immediately see current investment recommendations configured to match their personal plan preferences. Active 401k. Okay. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck. Because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had that trivia question. How many people in the United States are going to be traveling over the Thanksgiving weekend? How many people? So, here's my answer. Now, of course, uh, uh, there's going to be the newest GDP numbers are showing economic growth and the amount of expected holiday travelers is proof that consumers are willing to spend. So when they spend, they travel. Traveling costs money. So by the numbers, a total of about 55 million people are expected to travel over Thanksgiving weekend. 55 million. Then that's the five days. Uh, so here's the breakdown. Automobiles. Traveling by automobiles, the vast majority of them, 49.3 million. Okay, uh, that's 2% more than last year, but not as much as 2005. Planes, traveling by planes, 4.45 million are expected. Travel by other modes, trains, buses, cruise ships, 1.49 million. And that's an increase of about 1.4%. Okay, where are they going? Where's the top destinations? Of the top 10, I noticed that three... Three are in Florida. The first one is Orlando. That's number one, Orlando, Florida. Number two, in my neck of the woods, Anaheim, California, to Disneyland, obviously. Uh, number three is New York, New York, so New York City. I, I would do that. 
think it's neat in the holiday season to go to New York. Number four is Las Vegas. Number five is Honolulu. Six is Fort Lauderdale. Seven is Tampa. Gee, there's four of them in the top ten in Florida. Uh, then Hawaii. Then Phoenix, Arizona. And then Miami. Now, I've been to Miami. Um, you know, I've been to many parts of Florida, and I, I, it's a it's it. There's there's lots to recommend Florida. Lots. I mean, especially if you live in the Northeast and you want to retire to someplace warm. They, you know, that's been going on for decades. You retire to Florida from the Northeast. It's warmer, a lot warmer. Okay, let's go talk to William in San Mateo. How you doing, William? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I am very good. Looking Love. forward to the weekend. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about um, ticker symbol NIO, NEO, which is dubbed the Chinese Tesla. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, it's a I Chinese company. Uh, 3,000 shares, yeah. Okay. Um, around a dollar okay. and 32 cents. And it seems oh, like so you, you've almost uh, breaking out. You've doubled your money. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to yeah, hear what great. your thoughts are. Do you think it's, a, it's good to hold it long term? Or should I just take profits? Well, this is one of those you're taking a big chance on, okay? This is a Chinese manufacturer and sells electric vehicles and parts as well as provides batteries and chargers, charging stations. $2.5 billion company, NIO, NIO is a symbol. So it's a Chinese electric car company. Um, they not, have never made money. There's where you're taking your chances. It's like, it's like Tesla. They've never made money either. I'm a, well, let me rephrase that. They say they made money last quarter, but they did some real tricky uh, accounting things to make it look like they made money. But So this one hasn't made money either. But one thing they don't have, they don't have a lot of debt. Tesla has a ton of debt. That's the biggest problem with Tesla. Uh, so this is the kind of company you could take a, a risk on with a poor, small portion of your portfolio. Because if they do success, succeed, it's going to be a lot more than $2.46 is what it's selling for now. Now, uh, I will say the IPO came out around $10, and here now it's at $2.46. So it's gotten killed since the IPO, which was uh, 2018. So the stock has been crushed. The question is, has it been crushed enough and is now going to make start making its comeback? It looks like on a chart, it bottomed in October, and ever since then, it's trend been trying to move up higher, and it's now coming up against resistance, which would be around $3. So um, if you bought it, and you bought it really good, uh, you might want to take some off the table, just so you're playing with their money, uh, William, instead of playing with your money, you're playing with their money, right? Because you have a, you've got a, a huge profit in it. But I would still hold on to it. I think it has a possibility of getting much bigger. I do. Good luck with that. I hope it works for you. NIO, N-I-O is the symbol, everybody. Chinese electric car company. 888-99-CHART, stats today. We have lots of stats. Uh, unemployment claims that come out every week. It's a leading economic indicator. It was down 213,000. Last week it was 228,000. They expected it to be 220. The reason why this is important is 213. That was a pretty big surprise that it was so low. They expected it to keep, keep high, you know, stay fairly high because it's been kind of rising a bit. GDP for the third quarter was revised up 
They thought it was just going to stay steady at 1.9%, but it was revised up to 2.1%. And durable goods orders, that came in positive six-tenths of a percent. They thought it would be negative or shrink 1.1% after shrinking the month before 1.4%. So that was good news. Income was, was flat. Income, personal income was flat, zero. They expected it to be up three-tenths of a percent like it was the month before, but it, stayed, it was flat. But spending was up three-tenths of a percent. They expected it to be up two-tenths of a percent. It was up two-tenths of a percent the last month. So where did that money come from? You know, you can't just spend it from air. They didn't, income didn't grow, so how come spending grew? Well, where does that money come from? Well, it's pretty simple. It, it, it comes from savings, and so people spent some of their savings. Pending home sales were down 1.7%. It was up 1.5% the month before. So those were the stats. All came out today. Quite a, quite, a few, quite a few numbers. What did it tell the story of? It tells the story of the economy that's slightly improving. That economy may have, already, may have bottomed. That's what it's telling us a story of. That's what I think it is. So um, just, I think that's what we're looking at. An economy that has bottomed is starting to prove a little bit. Okay, let's continue our learning experience. We'll take another caller question. And I'll give you my unbiased answer, I promise. This came in early at 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. It's Chris from Maryland. I really enjoy the show. I listen to the podcast all the time. I'm a pretty new investor. been invested for about eight months. And I have my Roth IRA set up in mostly funds. And then I'm doing individual stocks just for my taxable account, which I have around 11000 in right now. And I'm quickly amping that up. My question is, is it possible to beat the S&P 500? I know you guys are big investors. Are you guys in your personal portfolios beating the S&P 500, beating the market? Because if not, then would it make more sense to just invest into an ETF? I'm sure it's a lot, this is a question that a lot of new investors have, and I'd appreciate any answer you. Again, thank you for the program. It means a lot to me. You guys have a great rest of your day, and have a great holiday. Okay, very good question. In a bull market, which we've had for some time now, in a bull market, it is very difficult to beat the S&P 500. One of the reasons is because we charge fees and the S&P 500 doesn't. It's just an unmanaged index. So a lot of mutual funds, most of them can't beat it. Most money managers can't beat it. And I only beat it, I, I beat it maybe about 60, 70% of the time. Not every year. No way. Mm -mm. Very difficult. Um, and and plus, it depends. See, you gotta you got to do apples and apples. Uh, the S&P 500 is fully invested in the market. But what if you? I have a clients that don't want to be fully invested in the market. So you can't compare those clients with beating the market. Well, we're not designed to beat the market. That's not, you know, I have programs that are not designed to beat the market, but are designed to throw off income or to have partial exposure to the market and then partial non-exposure to the market. So it depends. But, you know, it's not an easy thing. And, you know, most investor would be a lot, investors would be a lot better off buying the indexes and just buying the ETF or the indexes and just let it roll. Now, what I have experienced over all the years I've been doing this, in bull markets, everybody wants to be an indexer. Everybody buys, everybody buys index. They're all happy because the money is going up because the index is going up. And then when a bear market hits, they all hate it. Hate it with the passion. They want out. So they start selling. And then, of course, that makes it even worse because it goes down faster. <laughs> You know, but my my advice, if you're going to be an indexer, stay an indexer. Don't don't panic out. 
Never panic in the market, never panic out of the market. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. And as you make your investment choices, there will always be a bit of fear. Always there's greed there, and there's always fear there. Well, I'm more important, I'm more focused on fear, because that controls too much people's decision making. But then you have to have a, a way to perceive the risk that you're taking so you can understand and control the fear by reducing your risk, right? I mean, that's the way you do it. Well, I have a little device called Riskalyze on my website, investtalk.com, and it's a little short questionnaire, really short, and it gauges your risk tolerance, and just and it gives you a score, zero to 100. 80 is the risk of the stock market, so you can gauge your personal risk tolerance, and then we can take a look at your portfolio to see if you're matching your risk tolerance with what you're risking in, of your money. That's investtalk.com. That's where it is. Take the risk questionnaire. I'm going to take your questions, though, right now at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Rob out of Chicago. I love your show. Just had a quick question about a certain stock, ticker symbol SNH, which is Senior Housing Properties Trust. Uh, I've had it for a little bit. I'm down about 15%. Uh, they had earnings report two days ago, which probably didn't go so well. I haven't looked at the transcripts yet, but if I could get your take on just this stock in general, um, with obviously being read and all that, I could probably hold on to this for another six months to a year, but not looking super long-term with this. Uh, just wondering your take if this is going to continue on a hard down trend and I should get out, take the loss, or wait it out a little bit and see if it kind of works its way back up. Thanks. Looking forward to hearing us on the podcast. Okay, this is SNH, Senior Housing Properties, a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and acquires and leases senior housing properties in 42 states in Washington, D.C. It's $1.7 billion, so it's a small cap company. They make money. They've made money for years. They're going to make $1.31 this year, down from $1.58 last year. Then next year, it's going to be $1.18. So down 17% earnings this year, down another 10% next year. Sales have been so falling 3 to 8% quarter after quarter the last three quarters. That's why it's gotten beat up so badly. Uh, $7.44 stock, with, and it's going to make $1.18. Therefore, you can see that the P.E. is is about 7 Okay, And the five-year range is 5 to 13 So it never, never has sported a very high P.E. range. And it's close to the lower end of that range. Return equity is only 9%. Cash flow is pretty good at $2.41. Uh, mutual funds have been slowly selling it off, and it might be because they have a lot of debt. They have Their, their, their debt is probably causing some problems here. I, that's what I'm assuming. I don't know. I haven't read the most... Um, 
I know they just recently had their announcement of their third quarter earnings, and that was a problem. Um, but the question is, is it beat up enough? Is this where it's going to be? I mean, is it done falling? Is it? And I kind of think that the answer might be yes. I kind of think. I like the I like the sphere. I like the area. It's a read. They have to pay 90% of their dividend, their earnings in the form of dividends. And they're going to make a dollar eighteen next year. That's what uh, uh, about about nine about almost a dollar and a seven dollar and forty four cent stock. So that tells you that that's a pretty hefty dividend that you're going to earn. You know, everything else being legal. It's the debt. They have a lot of debt that's probably hanging over their head. Uh, they sold uh, some property in Bridgewater, New Jersey, um, just a month or so ago. So they're trying to get some out of some of their debt. And I think that would be wise. So if you already own it, I probably hold it. You already, it's already been beaten up, and you might as well hold on to it. If you want to buy it, I put it on my watch list here. Wait for it starts to move up, and then consider it. I would. 888.99 chart, everybody. Small cap stocks, represented by the Russell 2000, by the way, finally broke out. In 2019, most of the, they were struggling for most of the years. Last year, 2018, they were struggling. They, had to, they were struggling to try to keep up with the S&P 500. Usually, small cap stocks lead the market. Usually. So after 15 months... They finally hit a new 52-week high on Monday, two days ago, Monday. Now, that is a broad, that is a bullish indicator for the broader market because small-cap stocks generally lead the market. People are more excited about them. But we've had a, an, era, an era here of large caps dominating, and that is more unusual than usual. It's, it's, I'm worried because we've had some unusual situations that I think new investors think are normal, and they're not. We've been out of normal for some time because of the, we're out of normal with the, with the interest rates. And we might have a new normal now. I don't know, but that might be the case. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have got one goal here, and that always never changes and always the same, and that's help you achieve financial freedom. That's the goal. And, of course, we have one more segment of the show, so get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth-building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, Vivian in San Jose. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, not raining at the moment. Not very, not over forty degrees, but anyway. So you said you wanted uh, general question, more general questions. So sure. my um, investment companies are telling me that I'm up about sixteen percent, and I want to know how 
you would your favorite way of rebalancing your portfolio? Okay, yeah, look, uh, is your portfolio of uh, individual stocks or mutual funds, ETFs? What is no, it for? No, mutual funds, yeah. Okay. And mutual funds is a little different than individual stocks, okay? From a mutual fund point of view, you just look at the different you know categories. You're, you're big cap, small cap, growth versus value, uh, and you say, okay, which one? What sector is the best to be in now? And even if you're in one of the sectors and you have more than than you should, but if that's the sector that is the one that should be in right now, you do not cut it back. Because a mutual fund is already very, very diversified with all the different holdings it has inside it. So, you know, the, hopefully the mutual fund themselves is doing the, doing the balancing inside the mutual fund. That's why I have a mutual fund manager. He's supposed to keep that thing balanced in whatever area he's supposed to, you know, be in. Big cap gross companies or big cap small, small cap companies, whatever it is. So you just decide where, how aggressive you want to be in what sectors. You don't really have to worry too much about rebalancing. You really don't. Okay? Appreciate the call, Vivian. Thank you. Let's go to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? Uh, very good, Steve. Um, yeah, I just wanted to take you back to uh, uh, Ray called in about a $10 stock that you felt had a potential for 20 and but there was a yeah. glitch in the radio signal here, and I didn't catch uh -huh. the symbol or the name. Do you recall that one? Uh, I think it was NIH, wasn't it? That was the Chinese. Was that the Chinese guys? Do you remember? Well, there was one. Uh, yeah, there was. Well, there was one NIO, NIO, but it, it's only selling for two dollars and something. So that wasn't it. Anyhow, Ray called in. It was about a ten dollar one, ten dollar stock, but. I it was remember. probably about five no, dollars ago. Yeah. What but, will happen uh, is uh, we always, I always, the my guys, the engineer will always tell me later to tonight or tomorrow what were the various socks. It was Tiva. Oh, oh okay. It was Tiva. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tiva. That's right. It was Tiva because it's right around ten dollars. It's come off its bottom. I said that uh, it, it, it if it survives. Uh, which I think it will. Yeah. I think it's a twenty dollars stock. Teva, Teva, Teva Pharmaceuticals, one of the largest, world's largest uh, developer of generic drugs out of Israel. It's traded on New York Stock Exchange. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Noel. Thank you. Okay. There's been surveys, there's been studies, and there's been quite a few of them, and all of them are saying the same thing. 49 to 53% of you are withdrawing money out of your retirement accounts too early. In other words, you're paying the penalty plus taxes on them. 10% penalty. Do not do that. Stop. And don't, I don't want to hear this, uh, well, uh, what, I, I need the money. You need the money because you're overspending, because the surveys are telling me that. It says that 43% of baby boomers, my generation, 50% of Generation X, and 54% of the millennials are taking money, are withdrawing money out of the retirement accounts to repay debt. Not only to repay debt, but to repay credit card debt. Why are you getting into credit card debt? That's the highest debt there is. It's not, it's foolish. 
Stop. Stop. You stop using the credit card. Don't get carried away over this holidays and get all this credit card day. You should spend your credit card. I don't mind using the credit card, but pay that off every month so you don't have to pay interest. Stop taking money out of your retirement account. That's for retirement. You're not going to have enough to keep this up. Okay, that's enough of my rant. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. I will be back here live next Tuesday. Thanksgiving will be tomorrow. Enjoy your time with your family and friends, everybody. I know I am. I'm going to have family over, as I always do. And remember, please, our free podcast downloads are ready for you anytime you want. Just go to Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or investtalk.com. And you can rate us, too. We appreciate that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor.